Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 393 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week's episode is part two of a two-part interview with Aaron Boutwell. Aaron is the father of Molly. Molly is in her second year on the Indiana University rowing team. In this week's episode, Aaron and I cover how Molly's rowing seasons play out, and we cover some of her training and competitions. We dig into more on scholarships and some of the perks Molly gets by being on the rowing team. Aaron tells about rowing equipment and some of the cost of rowing, and then ends with some of the advantages that college sports can provide a student-athlete. Go back and listen to episode 392 to get more information on Aaron's family, their background, and how Molly got to Indiana University and into rowing, and also some of the basics about college rowing. Let's get into part two of the interview with Aaron Boutwell. What's the season for uh, Molly's rowing? And then kind of what does a school year and summer look like for her for training and competition? It's a little bit of a year-round type of uh, sports. Uh, when they come onto campus in the fall, everything's uh, normal for the first week or two as everybody kind of gets settled, and then they'll go into a kind of an off-season mode. I would equate it to uh, Brent to uh, Parker's uh, fall ball kind of situation, right? You're excuse me, you're playing some games. Uh, they're really doing a lot of rowing because they can. It's it's the weather's great. They're out on the lake a lot, and they're just kind of you know getting into the the rhythm and the groove of being in shape for for the season and getting that going because they'll actually get to a certain point, you know, sometimes around November, early December, that they won't be able to get out on the water anymore. And so they'll have to move their their training to into the into the erg room and, and back on to, onto campus. They'll work that until they break for the holidays and finals. They'll come back, leave out. Uh, this year it was on New Year's Day is when the bus look, uh, took off for Tuscaloosa. Uh, do, uh, you know, two a days basically down there while they're still off. But again, getting them in, starting to get them into season shape uh, for that. Once they come back, they're doing, uh, usually it's it's alternating at this point. It's uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they're more uh, erging. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're doing their their workouts with the strength and conditioning folks. As far as that goes from a, from a scheduling standpoint, one of the bonus or some of the benefit, one of the benefits, and, and there are some others that we can talk about as well. But one of the benefits is when you become part of the team is you get the uh, preferred scheduling. So you get to you get to step in in to the front of the line a little bit when it comes to some of the scheduling, so that they can make sure that you're going to be available. Um, so the fall is really uh, getting on the water as much as they can. And then once it turns, as far as the weather goes, they're just moving into the erg room and on campus uh, for, for that kind of that type of workout until they get to finals and, and going away for the, the semester break. They will come back early. Uh, right at New Year's uh, and head out like they did this year down to Tuscaloosa, where they'll do basically two a days. They'll be out on the water a couple of times a day, get in some really good workouts uh, in the weather that they can uh, before they return to campus uh, as the start of the semester. And then once the semester starts, they're usually doing their rowing water work during the um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then uh, doing some strength and conditioning on Tuesdays and Thursdays like they do in the fall. But as they get more availability to get on the water, uh, they'll be on the water every day. And then they'll still get some other uh, strength workouts in uh, as they can. 
but they want to be on the water as much as they can. Uh, I, we had a conference with the uh, the coach and the, and the uh, parents last uh, just last evening. Even though here we are getting close to February, if if he can get it above uh, fifty degrees a couple more days, he he's going to get them out on the water. And so to make sure all of that happens, uh, one of the perks or benefits, which there are many, is that uh, uh, they get preferred scheduling. So. Molly, obviously, starting in her fall of her freshman year, uh, was scheduling just like any other other freshman uh, whenever they went to do the orientation. Uh, when she was uh, made it on the team, got went through all of the tryouts, then as she was getting ready to schedule for her spring semester, she was able to uh, step in, in, into the front of the line, as they might say, so that she could make sure that she gets the classes she needs, but at the times that she needs so that she can be available for rowing. We haven't talked about scholarships, and I'll ask you about that here in just a little bit, but uh, you've mentioned some perks that Molly gets uh, by being on an athletic team, the training room, the weight. It sounds like the, the preferred scheduling. She probably has access to academic advisors, different resources that, a, that an athletic team might bring. What, what else do, does she get? Cool clothes. Uh, access to the athletic dining hall, the Tobias Hall at Indiana University, where there's, uh, you know, obviously it's a, a great training table for food and, and, and nutrition. She gets availability to that. She does get the scheduling, as we talked about. Uh, they do have a pretty good deal with Adidas, and so she's gotten quite a few Adidas products. I, I won't have to spend too much time at the Indiana bookstore buying Indiana uh, athletic wear or anything like that. So that's been really great. She does enjoy that part of it as well. That's one of the perks of it, so to speak, as they say. Um, the academic advising, uh, they, she has both a regular academic advisor from regular Indiana University, and then she also has an, uh, an athletic academic advisor. So there's really kind of two people looking in on her, uh, on top of her parents, her mother and father, to make sure that everything's going according to plan. So there's some really great advantages that happen. And again, she basically answered an email, just kind of walked on and made it through the process. Does she take advantage of going to football games and basketball games and volleyball games and, and uh, you know, getting to see other athletes and being around other athletes? Absolutely. That's one of the really neat things about it that I, I'm, I'm impressed with what she's been doing. Uh, they, they were at the football games. They all uh, try to support each other. Uh, she's been to a, a couple of basketball games for the, for the season. The Indiana basketball, as we all know, is a little bit of a different type of uh, ticket to get. Uh, but she's been able to get to a couple of those. Uh, she was mentioning just the other day that they were over, finishing their workouts and they went over and watched a little bit of the indoor track and field teams to support them. Our Assembly Hall is right down the street from both the softball and the, the baseball stadium. So, so again, I think they do support each other as much as they can, but uh, they've also got their own sport to, that they have to you know concentrate on for with all their time constraints. As she came into college, uh, were they required to live on campus in a dorm first or second year? And uh, has that changed with athletics any? They, they are uh, required to. And so she uh, lived at Wilkie North, if anybody is familiar with uh, Indiana. Really had a great experience there. The interesting thing about, as you well know, uh, with a spring sport, Brent, with uh, with your son sons, uh, there is some time after school that uh, once school is out, that they are still on campus. And so the way that it worked last year and will probably work this year, again, from our, our conversations that we've started to have for this season, is um, when she was in the dorm, uh, school got out, but they were still training for the Big Ten Championship. So she was able to stay in the dorm 
Uh, she was able to get per diem money so that she could go out and and, and uh, make sure that she could eat while the, the the cafeterias were closed in between the break between spring semester and before they opened for summer semester. But she was able to stay in her her dorm room. And then this year, she's actually in a in an apartment. Uh, she doesn't have to stay on campus, or that's not part of anything. So the the neat thing about that is this year, whenever that gap between the end of school and the end of the season, her apartment will still be there that we we take care of. She'll get some per diem money to take care of, to make sure that she's getting getting fed. And I did a little research. It looks like division NCA Division One and Division Two. It is an equivalency sport where they get a certain number of uh, scholarships. And I think rowing, women's rowing, gets twenty scholarships. And you said teams are somewhere in the sixty-person uh, range. So I graduated from Ozark. I don't think everybody's going to get a full ride scholarship if they're given no. twenty scholarships off for sixty ladies. Uh, men's rowing is there's no athletic scholarships, and I think there's basically just club teams. It's not even an NCA uh, yeah, designated sport. Division one and two, there are scholarships. Uh, the, by the way, the NCA championships, it's all division one, two, and three all in one location at, at the same time. So they all end their season. Uh, this year will be outside of Cincinnati. Uh, next year it's in uh, New Jersey. And the year after that, it's at the um, Lake Lanier where the 1996 uh, Atlanta Olympics <clears throat> were uh, were held, which coincidentally uh, Coach Steve uh, from Indiana, uh, participated in that 1996 Olympics. And he was also a walk-on uh, or a novice uh, back in the day. So it just kind of goes through. And now he's been coaching rowing for 25 years. He was the Big Ten Coach of the Year. So novice is not anything to think about. That It's anything less. It's actually a great avenue into the sport because it, it, it just is one of those that it's a sport that you just might not get to an opportunity because they're rowing in $60,000 boats and not every high school or even university can can uh, can afford to support that. And in this case, it doesn't sound like you guys or Molly has to really provide any equipment like a $400 baseball bat or $200 uh, shoes. Uh, kind of takes care of itself on on the equipment that, that they get and the training that they get. There's one big piece of equipment, and that is the boat. And then there's other parts of it as well. She wears a microphone system that also ties into a timing system that uh, uh, they can actually measure strokes and and different things like that. But that's all provided, obviously, uh, uh, by the university and the team. So as of right now, I, I probably say, Brent, that I'm still probably in the negative when it comes to financially, when we're talking about scholarships and stuff, because uh, Indiana does offer a stipend for all athletes. Uh, to the tune of about $500 a year. And then after, whether you're a walk-on or in any other sport, we call it a walk-on, right? Or whether you're a novice or or a, a varsity member without a scholarship. But as you and I both know, you also have to pay your $100 fee to the NCAA for certification. And, and so they go through the clearinghouse or whatever that is, right? So uh, at this point, we are still in the situation where it's a benefit to Molly. If I don't get another dime, I don't really care because... She's on a team. She is made. She is making lifelong uh, relationships with these girls that are basically helping her with life and getting through college, which is what we all we all have lifelong friends. You and I have known each other now for going on thirty years, and we met as uh, managers at Southwest Missouri State. She's making those same kind of connections. You can't put a price on that. I'll just be very honest about it. Uh, as those uh, upperclassmen that we talked about earlier, that she's uh, behind, uh, and there becomes some financial help, great. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm so impressed with her for doing it and uh, taking the initiative, going to that meeting and finding out about it, taking the leap. 
it's pretty crazy that she is out in the middle of a lake on a small boat and commanding this boat, driving this boat and working with these eight other young women to move it down a, a course that uh, I just could not be more proud. And it's really kind of a just an awesome thing to, to watch. Well, and here's an opportunity for young ladies that participated in high school at, at field hockey, at soccer, at volleyball, basketball, uh, softball, whatever. There were good athletes that maybe can play in college someplace, but maybe not been Absolutely. able to compete in the Big Ten. Uh, not that that's an end-all, be-all, but it is something that uh, they'll wear with pride and, and they get to do experiences and go places that uh, you wouldn't get to go. Like my younger son's going to Columbia. They don't, they don't get to travel. You know, uh, right. uh, Molly and Parker are getting to go all over the country and say they played against, you know, uh, I don't know all the, all the big 10 uh, rowing teams, but, uh, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, they get, they get to be around athletes, uh, on campus and go to, go to big time games. Parker got to go to two, uh, uh big 10 football championship games with Northwestern and, and go and watch them play and get to experience that. Absolutely. It's part of a community that they get to uh, participate in that, that, uh, in Molly's case, uh, really was not on any kind of level that we thought that would would be uh, available to her. Again, she thought maybe she could try out for one of the club teams at for, in field hockey because she wanted to to stay active. She wanted to be about a part of uh, an organization, you know, or be a part of a team to kind of you know make some friends and be active on campus. This has been just really a, an awesome, awesome uh, experience for her. I've seen her grow. Uh, as a young woman, uh, to be more of a leader, because again, if you're in that boat, you're in charge of it. And so you can say that she's not pulling one of the oars and she's not, and there takes a lot of strength in that. And that's a different kind of uh, will power and a different kind of energy, but it, it, hers is more of a mental game. And uh, that's just as important uh, to get these boats across the finish line because those rowers need that help, you know, as far as making sure that they're staying on track and they're staying in the stroke that they need to be in. What, how many strokes per minute they're doing. I tell you, it's really been a, a great, great opportunity for her. Appreciate the time. And I've had rowing on my radar for a little while. Uh, coach Terry Allen used to coach uh, here at Missouri State in football. His daughter, very good high school athlete. I think she ended up hurting a knee. I think she was on campus and a coach came up to her and you know she rode for two years, I think, at Kansas mm -hmm. University. And right. then I know of a high school girl that was a good athlete here and she got contacted about about rowing. Uh, uh, so so I'd kind of dabbled in this and I wanted to kind of get it out in front of our uh, Recruit Me families to not only talk about rowing, but just talk about how there's an opportunity out there that you may not know about out, out on a campus that, that uh, if you raise your hand, it, it might be a great opportunity. I've actually done a uh, podcast on managing. Uh, you know, oh, okay. there's a possibility of I could have played at some place uh, small yeah. and I got a great opportunity to be at some uh, big time basketball uh, situations and, and and meet people like you and be around Coach Ch Charlie Spoonhour and John Hammond. It's the general manager now with the Orlando Magic and a guy named Winston Garland. And most people may know uh, more of a guy named Darius Garland, but Winston was a player when we were when we were there. So uh, okay. I think you've taken the. What you learned in college, and you even were a manager, if I believe, in, in high school, you used that to kind of uh, build your resume, and then you came on it at SMS, and uh, you saw what sports can bring, not that it's the end-all, be-all, but being able to pass that along to your, your daughter in this particular case. Yeah, and, and there's more of these opportunities coming, especially for young women. 
it's one of the neat things about conference realignment with uh, Texas and Oklahoma moving over into the SEC. The SEC could never have a postseason championship because they didn't have enough rowing schools. Well, with those additions moving over out of the Big 12, they will now have a SEC conference championship, just like the Big 10s have had for many years, which is going to make the competition even better because Texas is the perennial national champion. I think they've had it a couple a couple out of the last three years. They've won the national championship. They don't have to break uh, ice so to practice. They don't have to break ice to practice. And as you might think, East is is where a lot of the, the rowing hierarchy might go. And yes, they are really good back there as well. And, and you always look for that competition. But if you look at the Big Ten that's going to happen next year, it's going to be coast to coast. So you've got your Rutgers as well as your Washingtons, which are perennial top uh, rowers. So it, it's going to get better. The competition is getting better and it's it's going to be uh, very interesting. So I, again, did a little bit of research and I think there's 93 NCAA division one rowing teams and i don't think that counts division two and division three so there are opportunities out there for young lady and and i need to get a hold of some uh, guy club opportunities just because you're not an nca affiliated doesn't mean that you can't get involved in a club sport on your campus and uh that'd be high competition if you want to still play a team sport in college Absolutely. And and uh, I, I just think that it's it's really uh, a great because, again, she's making lifelong uh, friendships and relationships. And, and, and it's it's just uh, like I said, I can't speak enough about it. If you are, are an athlete and you're like, I want to go to one of these larger schools, but I also am not an athlete that can that might be able to compete in the sport at that level. There's an opportunity for you uh, as a young woman to be a part of these teams. They are actively pursuing folks for that. So look into it. It's it's definitely an uh, an opportunity that we had no idea about, zero clue. We enjoy going and and watching uh, her uh, drive the row Hoosiers, as they say. So, as a conclusion, uh, what are some things that you might suggest to our recruit me families that we haven't already talked about? Maybe if you're in your situation where you you uh, didn't know about rowing, just like you like you said, or if you kind of. Hopefully, after listening to this, you know a little bit about it. So if you're in high school, what do you think you need to do to get connected with the rowing team? Or if you're stepping on campus for the first time, what can you do uh, to, to, to get on a team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it is a Division One and Division Two sport, uh, even a Division Three sport. If you if you're still so, depending on where you're looking to go to school, I would, uh, as a young woman, I would I would ab absolutely see if they are actually sponsoring that sport at th that school. Uh, maybe you've always wanted to go to that school. Again, you played and you still want to you still want to continue your your athletic career, but you're thinking, uh, I know I can't play to that level that they're recruiting to. So you can go and look on their websites. If you go to the Indiana Rowing website, there is a link to uh, for a questionnaire uh, where you can fill that out and, and enter in uh, some information like we mentioned a little earlier. Uh, but also Ohio State's got that. Iowa's got that. All of them that are sponsoring uh, this sport, uh, they're always looking. They're always looking for uh, good talent, and they're willing to teach you. So if you're thinking, you know, I don't know anything about it, set that aside. They will teach you the technique. They're looking for for the person who has what it takes mentally uh, for like what Molly does. The able the ability to multitask from the standpoint of we're driving it and I'm making sure they're doing all of the same things that they need, all of the things that they need to do on the boat for that 2000 meters. But yeah, there's definitely some opportunities out there that you might not know or think about uh, as far as uh, uh, the sport that you might be playing today. Well, Aaron, thank you for your time and we'll get, let you get back to doing whatever you do in Oakville. 
Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Brent. Again, I want to thank Aaron for his time and information in this interview. It was fun to reflect on our friendship that formed through college sports in college. Also to point out that both of us met our wives in sports settings and that our kids are able to take advantage of a college sport experience. Rowing is a great and unique opportunity that you may not have been familiar with, and it may allow you or someone you know a chance to continue a competitive sport in college and get some scholarship money to help pay for some of your education. If you have any questions for me or Aaron, then email me at brent, B-R-E-N-T, at recruit-me.com. Please like or subscribe and share the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week as we sneak up on 400 episodes of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.